I want to tell you this story about my dad. This was in Iowa City, Iowa, a college town, and my dad just got his PhD at the University of Iowa. And we were, we were going back home. We were going back to Iraq, to Baghdad. It was going to be this incredible trip because my dad wanted to take his um, Volvo station wagon back to Baghdad and decided it'd be best to drive it from Iowa to New York and then ship it to Germany where we'd meet the car and drive through Europe and into Baghdad, which is what we did. But while we were trying to leave Iowa City, we packed up our car. You know, I was with my mom, my dad, my sisters, my baby brother. We said bye to our friends and we left. My dad wasn't big on maps and I think he decided to take some side road and next thing you know we're just driving in some very dark country dirt road. There are many of these kind of roads in Iowa. I remember we were driving and the car just stopped working. It just turned off and my dad couldn't get it to start and we were nowhere. We were just out in the night and it was summer so it was warm and my dad got out of the car and he said, Osama, come with me. And I realized my dad was going to walk and look for help and my mom and my sisters and my baby brother of course stayed in the car and I held my dad's hand and I just remember his hand feeling very soft. Um, my dad had these sort of big hairy hands and <laughs> it felt good to just be with him. You know, I was eight years old. So we just started walking down this road, you know, and this is the late seventies. There's, you know, obviously we don't have a cell phone. There was no gas station, no house, nothing. It was just the two of us in the dark, alone. And I just remember, just in that moment, just feeling a connection with my dad and just feeling content but also not sure what we were doing. And as we were walking, my father stopped and at the top of his lungs, he shouted, help, help. And it was quiet. And for a second, I was a little freaked out. I wasn't sure what to do and my father seemed 
like he was like me. He wasn't sure. And we were in the dark together. And it was okay. And just for a moment, I felt love and terror and warmth all kind of mixed in. And I remember looking up, just seeing the stars, just being outside. It was warm with him. I don't know how to describe it. Just for a moment, everything was very still. And it all turned out okay. We found a farmhouse and, you know, my dad went up to the door and knocked and they were more than happy to help. And we got our car towed and we fixed it the next day. It was okay. We made the trip. We shipped the car from New York City to Germany, and we drove through Europe. And we drove into Iraq. That was the first time, as a kid, I felt like I really saw my dad. I saw something that I hadn't seen before. We're all alone, but also together. And we're in the dark. Sometimes we're lost. Sometimes we cry out for help into that void. When we returned back to Iraq, I went through a lot of difficult times. Before we left Baghdad, my uncle Ladin found a puppy and my granddad didn't want him to have the dog. So my uncle had to give this dog away. 
And so he gave him to me, and I suddenly had a dog. I had a puppy. And I decided to call him Snoopy. We brought this dog with us to Basra, which is a port city south of Iraq. And I loved my dog. We grew up together. But this was also when Iran and Iraq went to war. And this is uh, this is the part of the story that is hard. Because it has to do with something I went through. And it was difficult. Everybody either knows it through the movies or you experienced it. Or at least the war I went through and the wars in the Middle East, um, they, they just, it becomes daily and things start to get transformed. I remember hearing a siren and I always would love to see the police cars or ambulance or fire trucks. So I went outside waiting, but it never got closer. It, it was a war siren. Then my dad rushed in with tons of food, kind of frantic. I knew something was wrong. At first it was just this sense like, okay, this is just a thing that's happening. It's going to stop, but it didn't stop. And the bombings escalated. Um, so the first time, the first few times it happened, I was horrified. My heart was pounding hard. I mean, just total, total fear. And so was my dog. He would scratch on the front door because he wanted to get in. I watched on the TV, they tell us to go to a small room once the bombings start because that's that would be the safest room and the bathroom was recommended. So a few times when the bombings were especially bad, it, we'd all rush to the bathroom as a family. But the difference was that eventually everyone would leave and I would stay. I, I just didn't want to die. Sometimes I was the first one in, into the bathroom to hide, to feel safe, but I didn't feel safe. And then my dog would start crying, scratching, trying to get in. 
My parents didn't want him in the house. So, those bombings went on every night. And I wasn't brave. I was terrified. I didn't want to die. I, I just didn't want to die. There was a time a missile almost hit our school. It's definitely plane crashes during the day. But the bombings were at night. The fighting was always at night for some reason. All night. Cars that were white, they put, I remember they put mud all over the cars because we'd worry about plane. There was no electricity. So it was always pitch black. So we tried to do homework under kerosene lamps. It was just an incredibly difficult time as a kid with my sisters and my baby brother. I mean, we made it. It's, we, we survived the war. My dog, on the other hand, I had to leave behind. My mom tells me that when it was time to leave, she asked me to take some toys or things I wanted, and I, and I said I wanted nothing. I would, I would cry. I would cry at night for my dog, Snoopy. Fast forward, I'm in high school, and I've just been grounded all summer because my mom found out that I've been taking LSD and selling it. I was dealing acid. I had a sheet of acid. I had all this with me. And it was a Friday night. So I decided to take two tabs of acid, lay down on my bedroom floor, put on my headphones, and listen to Amagama by Pink Floyd.
and I was having a pretty good time. And my mom walked in and said, hey, you want to go to a movie? Um, and I thought about it and I wasn't sure. So I said, yeah. So we actually picked up my aunt and she asked me what movie I wanted to see and I didn't really know. So I just chose this movie at the mall called The Manhattan Project. Who knows about this? Just us. We should do something. By the time we got there, I started tripping pretty hard. And the movie is about this kid that builds an atomic bomb. Um, and uh, it was pretty intense for me. Who are these people? Does he feel that people don't like him? That he's special or different? Is he unhappy with the present political system? Throughout the movie, my mom would ask me questions about the plot and the story. And I would explain, but I would go a little deeper and started getting philosophical. Anyway, I, it was a bit much for me. And we went back home and my younger brother had been in an accident and the neighbors were taking care of him. He had cut, he had fallen and cut his head. My mom handed me my brother. She said, hold him. And I was tripping really hard and hallucinating. And my brother was crying in my arms with blood all over him. It was just um, a difficult situation for me. Somehow I held it together. I stopped doing acid after that. I. I don't know what I did with the rest. Maybe I gave it to someone. I don't know why I was dealing acid. I wasn't making that much money. Every time I'd handle it, I would get some on me and start dripping. But I, I also liked it. I mean, I really liked LSD. <laughs> When I think about the nighttime now, it's usually when I'm driving home after teaching. The university I teach at is an hour away, and when I drive home, seeing the night sky, the billions of stars out there, it's all really humbling to feel like you're this human on Earth, and that Eventually, I will go and just be part of all that darkness. I'm glad I'm alive. I love to feel everything around me. I accept that I will also disappear. Life is beautiful because we die.